three beers a piece for each of my co-workers. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. Suds, <laughs> Well, 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 if it isn't the Suds cast. Beer reviews and attitudes. Hey, everybody. You got DC Thompson here, joined as always by the lovely Brit. We got Brit over there. Brit, we were in Cape Breton. We moved down. We moved down south in the province. We're here in Porter's Lake, Nova Scotia. We're just outside of Halifax. And Brit, we've been to a number of breweries in Halifax. Too many. Too many? Is there such a thing? Could be. I don't think so. But <laughs> I mean, I guess there's too many. So what was your favorite? I guess you maybe did, had some you didn't like or. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite one we went to in Halifax? That Tide House, I thought was pretty cool. Tide House was pretty cool. Well, it was like, what did he say? Seating for nine, capacity for. Oh yeah, the Tide House. That was the small one. That one was super, super small. Um, The Tide House was interesting. Really small space, basically a bar, a U-shaped bar, and there was literally there was about you know nine of us there, and it was at capacity. No, it's twelve capacity. Oh, twelve capacity. They have some standing. Yeah, capacity for twelve. Yeah, that right. Um, Brid, before we go any further, can you just let everybody know where they can get a hold of us, the Sudscast? Suds underscore cast. Yeah, that's on Insta, the on Instagram. Yeah. Or sudscast at gmail.com. So we got sudsbeercast at gmail.com. If I don't have it written out, <laughs> she can't remember it. We don't get any emails. It's not like I'm checking in. <laughs> no, we don't get any emails. But can I ask, how's the Sudscast ICQ count coming along? Really ICQ. Good. Are we going to get that going again? Yeah, an MSN messenger. Do we have the messenger account open? Yeah, it's open. Okay, it's good. It's running. Okay. <laughs> well, well, look who the Suds cast dragged in. We got friends of the podcast, Hillary and Lucas Heron. Hey, guys. Thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, hey. Thanks for having us. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having us. We're actually staying at your house here in Porter's Lake. Now, you guys were our personal tour guides yesterday of Halifax, taking us to all those sweet breweries. I mean, you took us to some. Is there any that we didn't go to that you really liked? We went to Two Crows, um, Propeller. Tide House. Tide House. We didn't go to Good Robot. Oh, That's a really yeah. good one. Yeah. But it was a little bit further than where we were. Okay. And some breweries in Dartmouth as well, like North Brewing. North Brewing. Yeah, yeah. we went there last time we were here. Yeah. There's so many great beers, uh, craft beer. The craft beer scene in Halifax is insane for the size of the city. They have a lot of craft beers. But – we're here to sample some different beers on the Sudscast today. We're going back to Cape Breton, and we're doing what we're calling the Cape Breton Craft Off. We have three beers from the three breweries on Cape Breton Island. They're all pale ales. We're going to sample all three of them. We're going to decide which one reigns supreme and wins the Cape Breton Craft Off Cup. Oh. Yeah, the CBCC. P-A. <laughs> yeah. Because they're pale ales. So right? the first beer we have here... Uh, mm-hmm. Britt, you and I went to this one. Yeah, it's it Root, was nice. Route 19 Brewing. We have there the 19th Hole Pale Ale. I'll open this up. Right across from a really nice golf course. It's right across from – that's where the name comes from, the 19th Hole, yeah. And then the first day we stopped in there, they had no power, and it was all generator. Right. Dorian. As we discussed in the previous podcast, Dorian had kind of uh, swept through the area as a tropical storm, Dorian. So uh, they had power because they had a massive generator going behind the brewery. Now, Hillary and Lucas, you guys live in Nova Scotia. Have you guys had any Route 19 yet? 
We have not. Yeah, we have that, had it at Battery Park at a couple of beer bars. Oh, okay. So they had some. They had some on not, tap somewhere. I don't think this one. Not this one. Not out of the can. Okay. And I don't think they sell it in the liquor store. They don't sell it in the liquor store. Okay. Well, we all have a sample here. They did here. just open like in spring. Let's do a cheers. Oh. First beer. Cheers. 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 Ooh, that's a loud sample glass. <laughs> oh boy. Hmm. <gasps> <gasps> That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's Very light. Clear. It has a roasted. Yeah. Is anybody picking up any roasty quality? Mm-hmm. There, there shouldn't be any though. It's a bit of a roasted taste. Roasted corn. Roasted corn. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so this is the pale. This is their pale ale. All the beers, all three beers, are pale ales from these three breweries in Cape Breton. The nineteenth hole pale ale, Route Nineteen Brewing. All roads lead home. That's they're saying. All roads lead home. I mean, it's true, but. By that logic, all roads lead lead anywhere, right? Is it that all highways lead back to Cape Breton? All highways in Nova Scotia? Is that what they're saying? But I mean, a highway, I I mean, if we're talking philosophically, isn't a highway like a linear stretch of track? So all roads lead home. They also all lead to the Blockbuster video. They all lead to (laughs) the shopping mall. <laughs> I like the saying. I just thought I read it and I was like, yeah, of course that's true. That's so obvious. This beer is 4% alcohol. It's a blonde ale. They call it on the can, but they also call it a pale ale. Inverness, Cape Breton. It was a new brewery. Must I be a lot of money behind sorry, it, a lot of backing. What's that? I don't think they call it a blonde ale. I thought there was a blonde ale written somewhere on the can. Do you not see it? You don't see oh, it on the can? I guess this easy drinking, crisp, clean, and light blonde ale is a blend of Canadian malt and hops. But it's a pale ale. What do you guys think about it? It's light. It certainly is light. I'm getting a roasted quality, though. Easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Nicely carbonated. It's that 4% is nice. It's nice. Yeah, it's light. Sessionable. It's, it's kind of light. It's definitely, yeah, it's sessionable. That's right. It's crisp. Yeah, they don't, they don't <laughs> put the sessionable on there, but it is definitely <laughs> sessionable. It's also interesting because pale ales usually are a little bit higher percentage, but it's only four. I like it. Now the can is all their cans look the same. It's white. They have the their logo there, and then they just change the color pattern for whatever beer they have there. Oh, cool. So they have a couple of can labels there. They probably had about five or six different ones. We went in there, we got a flight. The beer's pretty good. The brewery is brand spanking new. They just opened in the spring. I'd say I liked it there. I thought it was cool. I think the logo's I don't want to say boring, mm. but like there's nothing much exciting about it. Mm. No, it, it is like a bit of a corporate style, but I think that that's a style that plays now in the craft beer market. Sometimes when you get those crazy label designs, it's like it turns people off maybe a little bit. Certain people who don't like craft beer who aren't interested in like the zany component of it or something like that, the artistic side of it, mm. I guess you could say. It's accessible though, I would say though. Like it doesn't look like anyone could drink this. The can isn't crazy where you might be like turned off. Or no, you would pick this up and you'd be like, oh, pale ale, 19th hole. I golf. Great. That works out. That all lines up. But I am getting like a bit of a roasted flavor with this, a bit of an aroma or something. It I shouldn't think we're be all there. getting a bit of that roastiness. Mm. So what makes it, what's the difference between a blonde ale and a pale ale? Uh, it would probably be like the hops and the percentage of alcohol. Usually pale ale is around five mm. and then... Pale ales also tend to be a little bit more hop forward, but there's American pale ale. So that's more hoppy than uh, like a British pale ale would just be considered a British ale. But this is called a pale ale because the color, as you can see, it's very, very pale. There's very little, there's no like golden yellowy sort of color to it. Right. 
Um, so yeah, so it's kind of strange cause it's pale ale on the front, but then when you read the can on the back, it says blonde ale. Mm-hmm. What do you, what type of beer styles do you guys normally reach for when you're picking, picking up a can or two? Well, I'm a, I like pale ale. I'm a big Pilsner fan. Yeah. Pilsner's good. I like sessionable beers, session ales, session IPAs. They're probably session ales and session IPAs are probably the same thing. Mm-hmm. Are they? Um, yeah. Session ale and session IPA and I, session IPA just has more hops. Okay. So basically the same. Yeah. What about you, Luke? Yeah. Generally drink pale ales and well, IPAs. Yeah. yeah. You guys are on more like the light spectrum, I would say. Yeah. Lucas, yeah. you drink some IPAs as well. You, you kind of go into that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. dark part. Yeah. We like, I like refreshing beer. I like this beer mm. because we all did a big hike today. That's right. Yeah, it was yep. a big one. And, you know, you want something quite light and refreshing afterwards. And bubbly. And bubbly, yes. Yeah, bubbly, crisp. This yeah. is almost perfect. Not heavy. No. And this actually does do a lot of that really well. So we've talked about the beer. We've sampled the beer. Now we're going to do something a little bit different in this episode, everybody. So normally we would do the Thrill Willer Swill, basically the Suds Cast gold, gold, silver, bronze rating. We're not doing that this time. What we're going to do is we're going to press pause in a second, going to go get the next Cape Breton Pale Ale. And we're going to talk about that. And then by the time we get to the end of the third one, we're basically just going to say which one we like the most. And that's based on a lot of criteria. That's how it tasted, but it's also the can design, the brewery, if you know anything about that. So we're going to do that. But before we get to that, I, you know, Hillary, you and Lucas have, haven't been living in Nova Scotia too, too long. You've been out here about two years, almost yeah. two, yeah. thereabouts, nearly two. I just have a quick game we can all play. And these Ooh. these are East Coast slang terms all right. or sayings that we don't have and they use a lot. So we'll I'm going to ask you one right now and we'll talk about. So this is the term and then we're going to you guys try and tell me what it means. Dooryard. Oh, that's the door to your shed. Okay. Oh. You guys heard you guys heard <laughs> I've of I've never heard of that. You ever, ever heard How of did you know that? You, ever, you, ever, you ever heard anyone say dooryard, Lucas? No. Or your back door. Dooryard. Maybe like a patio, like okay. a yard yeah. around your door. Yeah, I think I've heard that. You've never heard door. Never. No. Look at all the things we're teaching you. Oh my gosh! You guys are learning so much <laughs> from us, people who just came Ontario to, to spend time with you. Go to breweries, yeah. Come from where's? Yes, that's true. You have to accept us. It's part of the heritage of this province. Ontario <laughs> That's what you guys can call us now. Perfect. Okay, so a dooryard apparently just means your front yard. Oh. So they okay. use that as the term because it makes sense, like your front door, and then it's the yard that's in front of that. So. What do they call back door? Uh, I'm not sure. They didn't have a saying for that, so they probably just call it back door. Back door. Or like I guess I mean, next time, when next time you dirt. need like. Uh, and you worked out on your front yard, and now you can use it. You can yeah. call up the landscape. Yeah, you guys call up the landscape. We got yep. some uh, extra twigs here in the door yard. <laughs> yeah. Get the locals discount. <laughs> and you guys come and leaf blow my door yard? <laughs> and they'd probably be like, what are you saying? <laughs> and then you'd explain to them the etymology of the term. But we got more of those, more of those to come. We're going to, like I said, press pause. We're going to open the next beer. Um, so stay tuned. This is the Sudscast. And here we go. We're back. Before we move on, Lucas, you brought up something when we were in the break about the Room 19 Pale Ale. 
Yeah, I guess I was almost just thinking it's, I think it's great. It almost, um, the labeling maybe is maybe more appropriate for blonde ale. Yeah. You think it should maybe be a blonde kind of on how it tasted a little bit? Maybe. Yeah. And just based on the color, but, um, but it did get me thinking and we looked at Alexander Keese as well and it has a similar color. Yeah. So, which is an IPA, which mm -hmm. you reminded me of your previous podcast. Yeah. So we had recorded an episode where we reviewed Alexander Keese and we talked about, is it really a pale ale? It actually won for a blonde ale. This is similar um, to that. Maybe it's just different out here. That's possible. Maybe their idea of a pale ale is different than what other people's version of a pale ale is. Um, and I thought something that was kind of interesting is maybe it's called 19 hole, not just because they're on Route 19, because there's only 18 holes in golf. Mm -hmm. And your 19 holes the bar. 19 holes the bar, yeah. That's so, a watering hole. This, yeah. is, this is like a common yeah, golfing thing that they say. Oh, that, it's like, oh, oh people do say yeah, that. Oh, hang, oh, oh you're pretty <laughs> smart though, coming up. Yeah, it's like we're hanging, out, we're hanging out at the 19th hole. It's like, yeah. You golf a lot, eh? Oh, yeah. I'm a golfer. Big into golf over here. Um, interesting, though. That is a good point. And you know what? After you've played a nice like round of 18 holes carrying your clubs, mm -hmm. this is the good kind sure, of beer no to have. No one carries their clubs anyway. I, we saw a guy carrying his clubs <laughs> at that golf course across from Route 19 Brewery. But <laughs> the caddies are the uh, what are the the golf carts probably got swept away with Dory and yeah, <laughs> lost boy. all the golf carts. I sure hope Dory. I sure hope they had insurance on those <laughs> golf carts. I'm sure they did, and the caddies. I hope they had insurance on them too. Anyway, we're moving on to our second beer in the Cape Breton. Craft off mm. cup, what's Cape Breton the, craft cup. What's the acronym? Uh, we don't know. It's oh. CBCU. Some it's a lot of C's in it. Okay. The second beer we have is from Breton Brewing Company. Seven years pale ale. Again, we're doing only the three pale ales from the three breweries on Cape Breton. Open this up. Pour some samples. Now, you guys, have you guys been to Bre Breton Brewing Co. or you've had their beer before? We have not been there, but interesting fact, before we moved here, we did a road trip and we stayed at a Airbnb mm -hmm. uh, near Point Michaud in Cape Breton. Mm -hmm. And the woman who rented us the Airbnb, it was her brother who had just started up a brand new brewery. Oh, yeah. She gave us a whole bunch of beers and it was Breton Brewery. Wow. That's amazing. That was an amazing story because... I mean, these beers, they're not cheap out here, as we've talked about. They're about four fifty mm. for a can of uh, craft beer. Or more. So, man, that was uh, quite a treasure, or more in some cases. But mm. what do you remember what beers that she had for you? Did she have the Seven Years Pale Ale, or do you remember? I uh, don't think so. We had no. the Black Angus. Mm -hmm. The Black um, Angus. And I don't remember the other ones. One. Yeah. And the Blonde and the Party Time, Island Time, I think. Okay. Or something similar, like a Belgian one. I don't know if it's the yeah. same as that. Got the samples poured. Oh, Let's do perfect. a quick cheers. Oh, cheers, cheers. Cheers, cheers, everybody. Okay, so I think, mm, what do you good. guys think? Much more a pale ale. Yeah. Yeah, delicious. So this is kind of more what you're, this is the more pale ale in the style that we're thinking of. It's 5.2%, yeah. 25 IBU, so it's got a bit of like the, the bitterness mm -hmm. is there. About, oh, it's 5.2. Yeah, so it's a 5.2. So we're going to kind of increase the percentages here as we go along. Um, so the we can's cool. We talked. Yeah. To, yeah, the can is cool. It has it like, like shows like the shoreline. A yeah, bit pass that around. Let, let, let uh, the guests see it. But yeah, once and you're done, barrels in the ocean. Barrels in the ocean. Yeah, it's got like a really cool artistic design to it. Oh yeah, very Cape Bretony. Mm -hmm. 
they use I, I don't know if they use that logo on some or label on some of their other cans and they just change the color up or oh uh, maybe I don't see why you wouldn't it's so uh, artfully done now we talked about the quote the line the brewery quote for Route 19 all roads lead home the brewery quote for Breton Brewing making greatness in the most unexpected of places mm. that's pretty good that's nice I think it probably fits Cape Breton a little bit yeah now they're in Sydney Nova, Sydney Nova Scotia on Cape Breton Island that's actually the largest city in Cape Breton is that right I think so I believe so well, yeah I don't think they can get much smaller. yeah so we're not talking about like a huge population but making greatness in the most of unexpected places it is a nice one well, we didn't get to this one, Britt, when we were out in Cape no, Breton. we did not. We got to two out of the three beers we're doing on the uh, the championship here, the Craft Off, Craft Cup, whatever you want to call it. We'll come up with a name after and send that out. Um, this beer is made in conjunction with Braith Air Brewing, which apparently is some kind of a homebrew outfit. It says hmm. so on the can, and I looked it up. There's some type of a homebrew situation, so interesting that they're kind of doing a collaboration with a homebrewer. Neat. Maybe friends of theirs? Yeah, possibly. They're... Um, their Instagram seemed to show home brewing and also like some affinity for uh, restaurant like quality food, but I couldn't find out much information about that. So what's what anything anybody's picking out in the beer? Any flavors? Well, it's quite cloudy, mm-hmm. hazy. Yeah, it's hazy for sure. It's hazy. It's not like doesn't have that juiciness or I don't know. Maybe it does have a little bit of the hops. Isn't like super intense. It's quite citrusy. Yeah, there's yeah, citrusy. Yeah. That's what it says. It used. Seven hop additions led to flavors of tropical fruits, berries, and tangerine, Ooh. balanced by a caramel finish. Okay, is it caramel or caramel? Good question. Mm. What do you guys say? It's C-A-R-A-M-E-L. We see caramel. I see caramel. caramel. We're big caramel people, but I think it's really I, divisive. I one, so I'm sure. But it sounded, I think it just sounded balanced by a caramel Caramel. Like it, it sounded better to say caramel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I think people, when you hear people often talking about food, they say caramel. Yeah. Like people that know what they're talking about. Mm. But I would never, and I guess if you say caramel, it's caramel corn, not caramel corn. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a dialect or is it actually in the spelling? I also think it depends what you talk about. Like if there's a drizzle on your latte, uh-huh. I think it sounds <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Go on. It almost sounds better to say a caramel drizzle mm, caramel, versus yeah. a caramel drizzle. Just a bunch of caramel in my drink. <laughs> now, do you guys say pecan or pecan? Pecan. Pecan. I think pecan is our regional, but then there's people in the south. I oh, think they say pecan. Pecan. pecan pie. Pecan, yeah. Can I have that a slice of that pecan caramel <laughs> pie? Pecan caramel. Yeah. Pecan. Caramel pecan. It Can I have a slice of that pecan caramel pie? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, caramel, that sounds natural to me. That sometimes way. Sometimes caramel makes it sound more chintzy. I think. Yeah, it's like it's like a knockoff version of caramel. It's like we couldn't afford all the letters of caramel, so this is this is no. caramel caramel corn. No, caramel sounds more high end. Oh, I than thought the caramel. opposite. Way. Mm. Caramel is like, oh, it's the original. Caramel's the knockoff. I think. Gotta say, pretty sure they're spelled the same. Are they? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are. Well, that's why yeah. I think that's the debate. <laughs> are they spelled the same? <laughs> Yeah. Same word, yeah. Same yeah. word, caramel. Different pronunciation. But there are some things like Mount Carmel. Yeah, Mount Carmel. I knew that. And I thought that's not spelled caramel. It's not. It's C-A-R-M-E-L. Mm. Maybe it is caramel. Hmm. I think it's just a dialect. Some people say caramel. Some people say caramel. But it's the same word we're talking about. Spelled yeah, the same. Right. 
Fruit. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Yes, that's tomato, exactly tomato. right. Fruits, berries, tangerine, balanced by a caramel finish. New England style pale ale. Yeah, that's another thing we're seeing a lot in craft beer, the New England style. I don't really know what that means. I think that's just... Like those, what are those, that area that makes up New England? That's New England. Oh. The area is New England. <laughs> it's made up of states. That's what I meant. Yeah. Like Maine. I think yeah, Maine. Rhode Island, Maine, uh, Boston, Massachusetts is in there, Connecticut, Vermont. Pretty much everybody, every state below us in Nova Scotia... Up until a oh yeah, point. so yeah, you, there's a lot of people we've seen around from Maine. Um, yeah. A lot of Maine people come up here, especially up we up in Cape Breton. There's a bit of tourism there. There's a lot of uh, people from the, the those those states. Yeah. Saw a couple of Vermont plates. Saw saw plates from all over actually. California. So that was the farthest I think. Yeah, California, California, British Columbia, and Canada. So people are driving a long, long distance just to see um, the beautiful landscapes up there in Cape Breton. Now we didn't get to. Breton Brewing, as I said, we got to the other two. Have you guys been to Sydney? Did you go to Sydney? When, have We've you been never there? been no? to Sydney. No. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to go to see that big fiddle. Is there a giant, they have a giant fiddle giant statue? Fiddle. Like Canada's biggest fiddle? I mean, I'm just going to say yes, because I just uh-huh. can't see anywhere else having a bigger fiddle. Probably. It's one of those things a lot of Canadian cities used to do. It's like, yeah. we're just going to like make the biggest thing of something and we'll become known for that. Like there's that giant Muskoka chair up in the Muskoka region. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that is. Never heard of a that. A giant apple in Belleville. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's on the apple. side of the highway. You can see that. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. There's a giant Canada goose somewhere. There's the big nickel in Sudbury. Yeah. It's a common thing. What What do you think should be Porter's Lake or Halifax? What big thing should they do? Mm. Well, they have that giant tugboat. They have Theo. Theodore. Theodore. Now, Theodore Tugboat is not always in Halifax Harbor. Right. He tours around. Mm-hmm. He it's a working tug. Is it a working tug? Yeah. My right? goodness. He bats his eyelashes. Does he? Really? I think so. <laughs> we saw, I might have made that up. <laughs> we saw footage of Theo during the storm coverage, and it was so hilarious because they sh- there's just water just coming at him, raining, and he's, like, slamming up against the thing, and he just has this massive smile on his face the whole time. It was Really uplifting to see it on the news coverage of the uh, the tropical or the, the hurricane that came Eternal through. Eternal optimist. And Theo was fine because we have seen Theo since Dorian swept through and he's doing A-OK, looking great. I yeah. guess you would just make a big donair. Big donair, mm-hmm. yeah. Big donair would be good just to eat. A massive, the world's biggest donair. Now, what is a donair? We've talked about this. Well, the donair is different everywhere, but... Here in Nova Scotia, a donair is pressed beef mm-hmm. with some spices cooked on a spit. And then people are pretty um, adamant that there's only a few toppings on donairs. Mm-hmm. So chopped onions, tomatoes, yep. and then a sweet garlic sauce, which is made out of condensed milk mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, garlic powder. That sauce is good. It's very tasty. Yeah, I, I would dip a shoe in that sauce. Yes. It's that good. Tongue and all. Yeah, I'd start yes. with the tongue, then I'd move through the laces. They'd be like spaghetti kind of, and then eventually the sole would be the last, and that'd be really <laughs> tough. That'd be like a $2 steak, but that sauce is great. <laughs> it is spicy. They're spicy. I love me a donair. So they'd make a giant donair. I mean, that'd be pretty fun. I feel it? like that isn't super representative. Like, is that really what represents Nova Scotia? No, but I think it would be a fun thing. It's fun. Yeah, maybe like the world's biggest buoy. 
Mm. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. In the water or on dry land? Dry land. Uh, Just float away. Pardon me. Be like a statue. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I thought in the water might be fun too. Yeah. Massive thing in the water. Yeah. Yeah, but then people would like jump in to go see it or something. Yeah, they'd swim up to it. Try to climb up it. Yeah. Anyway, I think any last any last impressions on the Seven Years Pale Ale by Breton Brewing Company. I kind of liked it. I, I think, think it's beating the Route 19. I think it's ahead of the Route 19 if it's a pale ale competition. I think if it's a blonde competition, the Route 19 mm-hmm. is is a contender, even a session blonde. But it's a pale ale competition. That's true. This is the pale ale. You put pale ale on that label outside. I see it. It's in the competition as a pale ale. But we are just about to start our third beer. Now, this one might be the front runner. We'll see. We've We've been to the brewery. We picked some of these up. I'm sure everyone listening to the podcast is going to be familiar with it. We're going to have that one coming up next. And here we go. We're back. We're about to start the third beer on the Cape Breton Craft Cup Pale Ale Competition. Now, the third beer, we went to the brewery. We picked these up. It's in the middle of nowhere in Cape Breton. It's... Kitchen Party Pale Ale by Big Spruce Brewing. Going to open this up over here. Pour out the samples. Now, Hillary and Lucas, I'm going to ask if you've had this before, but I know you have. <laughs> yes. So what do you think? It's a household favorite. It is a household favorite. Yeah, definitely. Go-to go to beer. Lucas is particularly impartial to the Big Spruce Kitchen Party Pale Ale. It is your favorite beer? Is it your favorite beer or is it your favorite brewery? Hmm. Like, of, of who's make like, is it is a brewery that you really enjoy or cheers on that oh, sample? Cheers. cheers. Yeah. Cheers. So I, I definitely enjoy their other beers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is one of my favorite beers just in general. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I appropriately wore a shirt. Oh, yeah. That is oh. a big spruce brewery shirt. Appropriately, Hillary, you're in the bag for them already. <laughs> Well, I'm it's not much of a mind. competition. Okay, good. All right. Um, we don't have any Russian judge situation here where no. they've already paid for your vote. No. We know who you're voting for. What's the shirt about? Well, it is one of the beers that they have done in collaboration, I guess, in support of the Ocean Tracking Network at Delhaz University. Uh, and this year, so every year is in support of a different marine species. Mm. Um, this year is the year of the salmon. So either 50 cents or a dollar, we're unsure, have to figure that out. Uh, for every sale of this specific beer goes to um, salmon conservation research. Cool. Last year was sharks. Mm-hmm. So it's called Tagurit. And it's sort of like it's really popular. A lot of people have these shirts. A lot of people drink the beers. Um, but that's not the beer that we're drinking today. No, it's another. It's their IPA. Tag your it. Wildly delicious IPA from yes. Big Spruce. We're having the kitchen party pale ale. And what do you guys think of this one? We are kind of having a kitchen party. We are sort of having a kitchen party. Now, that is also Definitely. an East Coast thing. It is. Yeah. I don't, what is a kitchen party? A kitchen party is just a party. Um, that typically happens in your kitchen because that's where people congregate yeah. and have yeah. a party. Okay. Um, and it's just kind of a catch-all phrase for when you have a party and you invite everybody and you're opening your house to everybody. Typically, there's music. So in Cape Breton, 
especially you would have fiddle music. Oh, yeah. And so it's where you invite everyone but the kitchen sink. Oh. Nice. Well, the kitchen sink's already there. You know that yeah. everything but, everything the, kitchen but the kitchen sink. You make those soups. Yeah. It's got everything in it but the kitchen sink. Yeah. Well, the kitchen would already be there. The kitchen sink would be there. Oh, too. I know. <laughs> it's a little play on words. <laughs> but it's true, though, because when I think about when I was in school, when I would go to a party very often, you end up spending Everyone's a lot of time kitchen. in the kitchen. And you're not even making food even because now, you're a bunch of punk kids who can't make any food. Mm-hmm. But even now, like most – we all, you always hang out in the kitchen, even yeah. if you're not really eating, you're always in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's close to the beer, you know, it's yeah. close to water. The kitchen sinks there. He's a great, man. I think too, there's something to be said about the chairs in a kitchen. Like mm. I think it can be awkward yep. to, to have people sit on your couch. Yeah. Cause sometimes people's couches, you sit and then you like, can't get up. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, when you get like, sleepy. Yeah. yeah. And you can't really sit and cross your legs. Yeah. You kind of have to like put your legs like all on the couch and yeah. sit. And- the invention of the stool was essentially, it was like to keep people awake and motivated to not fall off of a, you know, a, a five yes. foot high stool. To be somewhat. Yeah. Awake. It was like, it's so uncomfortable really to sit on. You just no way you could possibly fall asleep on a stool. It'd be very, very hard. Now, maybe you have fallen asleep on a stool. I mean, I think I've... Okay, we've seen some different Instagram <laughs> accounts, things <laughs> like drunk people doing drunk things. Uh, and I may have seen a video of somebody... Asleep on a stool. Falling asleep. I guess they don't stay on the stool while they're asleep. Uh, they fall asleep and promptly fall off said oh, stool. Oh, jeez. That's my nightmare. <laughs> falling asleep on a stool. <laughs> But it's true, though. Oftentimes when you're partying... I mean, that's someone... not a horrible nightmare, Drew. No. <laughs> that's like the worst thing you think <laughs> about happening. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's like worst case scenario, my nightmare <laughs> spectrum. That's always the one. My nightmare. Heavy kitchen party. Yeah, heavy kitchen party. <laughs> my Embarrass myself in front of all my friends. We you know? were in the middle of a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> Had to pull over and lost the dog. <laughs> like... I don't know. This beer nightmare. is good. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it. It's 5.6%. Now they're in, I should have mentioned this earlier, Big Spruce Brewing in Nyanza, 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 Cape Breton. I don't know. It was definitely a little bit off the beaten path for sure. This beer is good. It's the a good, way we came anyway. It's good on a lot of different levels. One of the main things that I find interesting about it is it's certified organic and they have a it's hop because, form at the brewery. Yeah. They grow a lot of their own hops. And the malts that they get, a lot of them, I think, are actually from Cape Breton. Oh, look, it says it. Mm -hmm. Is Atlantic Canada's first organic, on-farm, craft brewery, and hop yard. We craft unfiltered, unpasteurized, unbelievably good beer. Mm. Yeah, so we went to this brewery. It's uh, a house kind of built on like a bit of a scenic overlook. And they have a nice, uh, they have a nice tap room. It's like an indoor outdoor yeah, sort of cool. tap room with a mesh window. This is stuff. what I liked about it. I went to use the bathroom and you know how every bathroom has that sign, like don't flush, yeah. you know, and they list off the standard things to not flush. But then this brewery had other things listed, like the bills you don't want to pay, your junk mail, <laughs> your ex's sweater. And there was like a few other ones that I thought it was kind of clever. That's really good to have on the sign. Yeah. Yeah. A nice, funny, fun bathroom like that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Like if you can get something cool in the bathroom, yeah. sometimes you see them at brew pubs. They do like the, uh, the barrel, but it's like a barrel. The sink is built into oh, the top yeah. of a the barrel. They do stuff like that. Yeah. Cool stuff that like route that. 19 had that. Route 19 had that. Yeah. Bathroom. So that's kind yeah. of becoming like a common thing. Now talking about bathrooms, mm-hmm. it might be interesting to note that you saw a very interesting 
uh, animal in oh, yes. the bathrooms. So one of the yes yesterday when <laughs> we house. when we went to one of the breweries, yeah, in Halifax, um, I went to use the men's room and you had to it was you had to walk up two flights of stairs to the men's room and I, I open the men's room door and I look in and I see Oh, that looks like bird shit on the ground. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I looked up and there's a pigeon in the men's room. Just, <laughs> just perching. He was just perched on top of the uh the door the bat the door to the men's stall. And I was like, and then I looked and there's a window opened about a pigeon size height with no screen on it. I said, Oh, well that's not hard to figure Do out how this happened. The pigeon's been hiding there since Dorian. Oh uh, yeah, that's, so, a, good, that's yeah. a good question. That would be a good spot for a pigeon to go. Just Could have in. came in with Dorian as well. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of birds that are confused and tired, having flown in the eye. Yeah. yeah, you told us about that. That's uh, it's We've maybe it's a North Carolina birds. pigeon. Yeah. He's wondering where all the good barbecue is. <laughs> you know, the golf. He's, he's all barbecue. Yeah, he wants the barbecue. He's the just wondering what the donair is. Needless <laughs> to say, like needless barbecue. to say, he was very shook. I think about being in there and couldn't quite figure out how to get out, but. So I ended up having to use the women's washroom, which was fine. And uh, But it also didn't really make sense. I don't really understand when bathrooms only have one stall, why you have to gender the bathrooms anyways. Yes. Like if it's, one, an, if it's one room. Yeah. That's an excellent question. Now, interesting. Why does get, it matter? We're getting into a bit of an off topic, but I'll bring it up anyway. So I, it was up two flights of stairs to get to the men's room. Now, the women's washroom on the first flight of stairs. So you'd walk up the first flight, women's washroom. Then you walk up the second flight, men's washer. Do you think that had anything to do with it? Was it sort of like um, well, I guess a cordial, cordiality thing where it's like mm, we'll put the women's washer on the first floor of the men's? Is, okay, I know I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> Obviously, you can. Many women can climb two though, flights of stairs. It's not a it's not an impossible feature. I'm just saying, you know, do you think that that had something to do with why they're not gendered? Is that Women well, get first choice on the close washroom. No, I was going to say in that scenario, they probably had to label them so people would also go use the other one. Oh, yeah. because Otherwise, would just they make, just uh, use one. Right. But I yes. think you could have done something like more washrooms upstairs and guaranteed people would go up because you're not going to wait three people deep. More also, washrooms upstairs, pigeons available. Maybe the reason why is a little bit of trivia is that they're – in that building, so that washroom um, isn't just for Tide House, it's for a whole bunch of different bars and restaurants. I think there's a new sushi restaurant in that building, but it used to be a, um, a popular gay bar. Hmm. Um, and so perhaps there is some interesting thing about, because the women's washroom, when you walked into it, was quite large, but it was only one stall. Yeah. In fact, I did accidentally not lock the door <laughs> to this washroom <laughs> that looked like yeah. it should have been a, a larger washroom with multiple stalls. That's right. And had a little bit of uncomfortable <laughs> run-in with somebody else who opened the door. Yeah, it's quite a large washroom. I yes. noticed that too. I locked the door, fortunately. And Smart. also being a man in the women's washroom, I definitely... <laughs> Extra well, careful. Yeah, I was this very is, certain that I had that door locked. I didn't want any walk-ins <laughs> on that. This is what I don't like, though. And I had this situation in a grocery store. There's a women's washroom and a men's washroom. They're just one stall. Mm-hmm. Or there's just a toilet in each. And there was someone using the women's. And for a second, I started waiting. And then I thought, why am I waiting? I'm just going to use yeah. this other washroom. There's nothing different about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why aren't they just Except called you have to leave the toilet seat up. <laughs> I <Right>. didn't. <laughs> no. I definitely didn't. Well, 
I mean, now we're opening a whole new can of worms. That <laughs> That's I don't, a conversation. On a, a quick, quick side note: the um, the Halifax Library, the, the public library, recently mm-hmm. announced that they were going to provide female menstrual products for free in the washroom. Oh wow! And I was there the other week, and I went to the washroom and. And I was washing my hands almost on the way out, and I looked over, saw the, all these menstrual products, and I definitely gave a quick second thought about am I in the men's washroom or the women's washroom? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. But I confirmed I was in the men's washroom. Hmm. That's interesting. I guess that's a modern. Yeah. Yeah, it's inclusive to anyone yeah. using the washroom. Hillary, you had said that that actually was like a common thing in uh, this in Nova yeah. Scotia and Halifax. Yep, all libraries. Um, provide free menstrual products and a lot of pharmacies uh, have a program where if you go in and let them know that you can afford the menstrual products they'll give it to you for free um, so it's really quite neat that's cool yeah this beer is really good the bitterness is good doesn't say how many IBUs it is but they're doing something right and I do mm-hmm. I do believe that there is something to organically made beer that um, it kind of. Do you think guys think that it tastes better if it's organic? Like, does that have any impact on your purchasing of beer? Um, I think that it wouldn't necessarily impact the flavor because it's organic. But I think that the fact that they are using organic products means that maybe they have a higher level of like higher standard level. Mm-hmm. So that's going to translate into their beer. Yeah. But I don't know if it's the taste that actually translates. Right. Interesting. Um, But it is, it's quite easy drinking, but yet still quite flavorful. Yeah. Um, The bitter content is good. It's, it's like, but it's still light. It maintains its lightness. It's not heavy. Now, although, oh, not everything. I don't under, I mean, I don't know much about how something's certified organic, but it says water, organic barley, Chinook Cascade and Mandarina Bavaria hops and yeast. So the only thing organic would be the barley, I guess. Yeah, but that's one of the most integral components. But it's still certified organic. Hmm. So it must take into account everything. to cert- like. Interesting. It's cool because they grow it in-house. I think that's the more interesting really thing cool. about it. Yeah, they grow the it's hops not, in-house. Even if it wasn't organic, but it's like yeah. they're kind of growing stuff on site to use, mm-hmm. I think is the cool part. Mm-hmm. Well, all of their beers as well, I think they all, all the cans have that organic label mm-hmm. on the top. Yeah, I think they're doing a good job. I think that that's good. I mean, you know, some of the beers we've talked about out here, they are a little bit pricier than they would be in Ontario. And I think some of that has to do with the production costs is a little bit higher. But it's worth it if you can produce beers of these qualities of all three of these breweries that we've mm-hmm. had. Um, I think we're I think we've pretty much said everything there is to say about the Big Spruce Kitchen Party before we get to the final rating, the final determine who is the Cape Breton Craft Cup champion. I had some other East Coast sayings that I wanted to get to. Are you guys oh, ready for these? Yes, we hope we we'll, know them. We'll run through a couple of them real quick. Uh, so this is another one. Bed lunch. Have you heard of this? Bed lunch. I have. Is that just breakfast and bed? I heard that either. Yeah, or maybe like, actually I have no idea what it is. No? No guesses? Breakfast like, in bed. Oh, that would be good. Uh-huh. But hey, breakfast. Hangover um, breakfast. Would, what yeah. did you say? Hangover breakfast. Oh, uh, yeah. Or maybe like late night snack in bed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Please. That's what us. it is. Hillary, oh. you nailed it. It's, it's basically a bedtime snack or mm-hmm. it's a time where you're just going to take food and eat it while you're lying down 
in the presumption that you would either be about to go to sleep for a nap or whatever. So bed lunch, you can use that one. Interesting. I feel like I could use that in my daily repertoire. Yeah, I think you can. I think see you have occasional bed lunch. Yeah, see, I think like yeah, you guys. We see this is the thing. You talk about these things, and it's like now you start using them. You know, you get in with the old crowd in uh, in Nova Scotia. They'll probably know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, what'd you have for bed lunch last night? You'd never guess what I had for bed lunch. So I took some Triscuits and I cut some cheese up and then melted the microwave for my bed lunch snack. Yeah. And actually a big thing to eat out here is pepperoni. Oh, yeah. Pepperoni. So yeah. pepperoni and there's a lot of different butcher shops. <laughs> a bad bed lunch pepperoni. <laughs> I feel like probably like a lot. Yeah. Eat a bunch of pepperoni. Okay, hon, I'm going to bed. Give me a kiss. Not after that bed lunch. Your breath would just be like so bad. You got to stop having oh. pepperoni for bed lunch. <laughs> Cut out the pepperoni. Okay, here's another one. Okay. Fill your boots. Oh, we do know this. Yeah, this one that I, I kind of do, do it. Eating till you're full. Yeah, or drinking too much. Things of drinking, yeah. The brewery, the um, your boots, and it's. Harbor Brewery up in Muscadabit has that as their slogan. Oh, yeah. That's very close to your place. And it's your, like, Y-E-R. Oh, like, your So, yeah, that's essentially what it is. It usually means, like, to go ahead or help yourself or, like, take as much as you want. Oh. I think there is a connection, though, with fill your boots, like, we're going to have too much or we're going to get our fair share of whatever it is, if that's drinking beer or if that's... You know, having some food or something like that. This is the last one I have. Biff. Well, How do you I spell mean, that? Like the, like the character in the Steven say, Spielberg. Uh, Biff Naked? Yeah. In the Back to the Future series. That's oh. Steven Spielberg? No, that's not Spielberg. Who is that? I don't know. But I think you're throwing us off and that is just who you're talking about. No. So Biff. <laughs> B-I-F-F. It has to do with steak. Okay, steak. Whoa, that's so specific. I feel like you know what it means if you pick something that specific. Biff, I would say, I skip. Biff, biff with somebody? I don't know. Oh, like beef? Um, I think that, that's quite close. Okay. Or okay. I'm so biff, like tired. So this is, uh, it's a, like, uh, it means to throw something. So they use it like, I'd be like, hey, Britt. Biff me that can of beer. Oh, good one. Biff me that pepperoni. Doesn't mean like my bed lunch. Yeah, like yeah. Biff me that pepperoni. I'm about to have bed lunch. <laughs> so yeah, you can use that one too. You know, like when next time you're at the pub. Yeah. Oh, that'd yeah. be good. Like, can you yeah. biff? Can you, can you biff me that coaster? See, you can start using that one at all times. That can apply to so Although many different situations. Although then you might look obviously like you guys aren't really new here anymore. But I feel like if you start using these too much, they'd be like, oh, yeah. gosh. Like, someone just went on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. We have a folded-up piece of paper, and then we look at the words before we say yes. them. We haven't heard anybody say those words, but... No. And you no, hang out in some local spots. They're more of the rare ones. I found a lot, and it was like, they're more just like, they were slang terms that are... People would generally know what those are, I think, for the most part. you Or you would be able to trace the lineage mm. or understanding where that came from. I tried to find ones that didn't really weren't really sort of associated with what they were talking about Mm. um i like i like biff i feel like i'm gonna want to start to use that yeah oh it biffed me that cd yeah it's got a nice (laughs) ring to it it does it's just like a fun thing it's like a weird verb that you made up to throw or something or to toss or something like that 
Anyway, the time has come, I think, to determine who is the Cape Breton Craft Cup champion, the Pale Ale Division. Now, how we're going to do this is there's four of us. So on the count of three, we're all going to say which beer we thought was the winner. And we should have a clear decided winner on the count of three. So we're all just going to well, say, a- so we don't, don't say, you don't have to say the beer. You should okay. say the brewery because we don't really remember probably what all the beers were. So what are we, we got root 19. We have root 19. They Breton. have the, the 19th hole, the pale ale slash blonde ale. We have the Breton brewing company. There's seven, the Breton Brewing Company. Seven something. They're, they're pale ale. And then we have the Big Spruce Brewing, the Kitchen Party Pale Ale. So on the count of three, we're all just going to say which one we want. Ooh. Okay. Is everyone ready? Yeah, I'm ready. One, two, three. Bre- Route 19. 19. What? What? Route 19 won. Oh I my thought, God! You guys all said Root 19. I said Big Spruce. Oh, Lucas said Big say? Spruce. I said Breton. Breton. Hillary, you and I said Route 19. Well, I didn't think anybody else was going to say it, and I I thought that was my favorite beer. I knew it was the Pale Ale Ox. Oh my goodness! But I thought, mm. wow, you really threw us for a loop. It was. Tasty. You did. You, you did. said Route 19. I said Route 19 too. I don't know. I kind of liked it. It was, was a surprised. good beer. It was pretty good. It wasn't yeah. necessarily. It, was it wasn't necessarily true to the pale ale like sort of. Yeah. But then I guess at the end of the day, a good beer is a good beer. That's true. It doesn't really yeah. matter. You know what? And that's the other thing too. We we all yelled those out. They're all winners. All they're three all of these good. Beers. You know what? It's hard to say any of them. Yeah, they're all. Good. Yeah, and all these yeah. breweries are clearly <clears throat> they're pushing it. They're doing the right thing. They're moving it along. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, you know, they're improving on what they've done before. Some of them, like Route 19, are just starting out, and I think they're actually have a bit of a promising uh, start to mm-hmm. their uh, their career in the craft brewing market. We had a couple other beers while we were there. Mm-hmm. They have a Coal Dust Stout that's very good. If people are there, they should check that one out. And Big Spruce, you know, Big Spruce to me, I, in my opinion, that was my number two. What about you guys? If you had to give go one, two, three, um, definitely Big Spruce mm-hmm. as the two. I prefer uh, personally. I don't overly love cloudy. I prefer a clear, mm. clear. Okay. Clear. Yeah. So, that's so, like so you don't like you're not big on the hazy. Not a hazy, hazy juicy oh, okay. kind of person. Yep. That's just personal preference. Yep. And so that bumped down Breton. And then Breton is number three. But uh, it was still the Breton was still good. Still super tasty. Yep. Yeah. I think the Breton to me was actually really representational of a British pale ale in a lot of sense. I think it the carbonation level was good. I think they did a lot of good job there. What about you, Lucas? Yeah, yeah. I definitely like the uh, the kitchen party kind of is my favorite, but the um the, I think the Breton brewing brewery was my second favorite. Yeah. Really well balanced, as kind of I think as they put it, and uh, uh, the Route 19 though definitely liked it as well, and I think you know on a hot day that'd probably be my first mm-hmm. choice mm-hmm. for a you know quick refreshing beer. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But you said that you know you thought maybe a Blondale should be the labeling, and that you're right. I think you're right on that. I think they have that on the can on the back of the can label, so it's sort of like I think they maybe know it too, but. If you put Blondale, maybe, you know, it works out better if you put Pale. Yeah, yeah. They might, you know, it's just the marketing, the market of, you know. Is, yeah, is maybe for sure. Brett, what about you? Who was your number two and three? Breton, Big Spruce, Route 19. That was your one, two, three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any particular reasoning behind them? No. You didn't really like the Route 19 one that much, I think, but the Big no, Spruce was nice. I think I like the other two better. Yeah. The Big Spruce was pretty good. 
So we've decided who's the champion. Now, Hillary and Lucas, you guys are avid surfers out here, surfing surfing the Atlantic Ocean, right? Surf's up. Yeah. Surf's up. Surf's up. And <laughs> you guys are here. hitting it. You, indeed. <laughs> now, we went to an event. You took us to an event yesterday on Saturday, a photo event, and this was called the Get to the Point. Now, what was that event highlighting? Do you guys do you want to fill us in on that again? Yeah, of course. So as everybody knows, coastal erosion is a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this event, Get to the Point, was kind of twofold. The first thing was just to celebrate surfing in Nova Scotia because it is believed that the first person to have ever surfed in Canada happened surfed in Lawrencetown Beach yep. in Nova Scotia on the point. Um, I don't know the year, mm-hmm. but it's like some, 1948 or something like that. Yeah. And two uh, people from the American uh, military brought in surfboards. Oh, yeah. And they surfed. Mm. Uh, and that was said to have started surfing in Canada. So that was kind of one of the things to just to celebrate that. And then the other thing was to raise awareness about the fact that uh, one of the ways that the government is trying to beat coastal erosion, because there, there's a road right on Lawrencetown Beach that gets washed out all the time in kind of the mm-hmm. big storms, is to build this kind of massive break wall that will ruin the uh, surf break. Oh, so okay. it was to kind of say, hey, before you do that, look at this entire community that uses this beach yeah. and that surfs this And then point. the surfing community. And now, is there yeah. a petition or something people can go on? Um, you can probably go on the Facebook page, uh, get, get to the, the point. Get to the point, yeah. Um, and then find it through there. Um, but I'm sure there is a petition that you Interesting. can Interesting. Yeah. And we've, we visited you guys last year and this year, and uh, we surfed last year. And, you know, we can say without a, a shadow of a doubt that, there's a burgeoning tourism that is built around surfing in, mm-hmm. in uh, outside of Halifax. So that's another kind of point that get to the point was trying to make is that there's actually a possibility of kind of uh, generating some tourism, but you have to protect these coastal uh, regions. Exactly. Otherwise, it will dry up and people will stop coming there to surf. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Thanks for being on the podcast, guys. Well, it was really great to be on. Yeah. Thanks for having us. us. Oh, no problem. Thanks for touring us around, showing us all the great beer spots in Halifax. That was amazing. Yeah. Good time. We had a great time, yeah. Some of them we had been to and some new ones that really just blew our mind. Um, So I think it's that time of the podcast, Britt. What time is that, Drew? I think it's time for us to do our song parody of Beer by Real Big Fish. Are you ready? Well, did you give our guests the lyrics? Uh, yeah, I think I texted it to them earlier. If you're listening to this podcast, baby, come on back next week for more. Do, 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 do. And we said, it's okay, guys, because you know we'll be good friends and we'll say, go and grab yourself a beer.